Welcome back to the Faithful Four podcast. It's been about what a month since the last time we've ever yeah. made any content for this podcast. So yep. uh yeah, it's it's been some time, but uh we back. We're back in here and we're about to discuss this uh wonderful, wonderful game we have on Sunday. The 49ers against the Washington football team that we've been trying to get used to saying all year long. I don't think anyone's actually used to it, if I'm being completely honest. I've still heard people say the R word a lot this week. So, yeah, a lot of people are not used to it yet. Even, even Washington fans are still saying the R word that we won't see on stream. At least we'll try not to. Let me retweet this real quick. All right. Uh, Rohit. How you doing, man? It's been a while. It's been a long, long time since we've spoken. Yep, I've been yeah, I've been doing all right, just chilling. Finally done with the semester, meaning I can actually focus on football. And yeah, then I've been doing that already. If only, if only we were still, we were in a much better spot, huh? If only we were in the much, I guess December, and it's like, damn, you know, can we get in when you know, in, you know, preseason, we're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be the year we get a revenge, and uh, that has then not happened. Week two happened. <laughs> then we, I mean, week one was the disappointment, and then week two is like just. You know, almost like nailing the coffin like that early in the season. I mean, like here's the thing: you can honestly excuse week one because it's like it's the first week. You're not gonna panic over one week. Like, yeah, like you have so many players who are still trying to find their roles. Um, everybody's still trying to gel together because they haven't played football together so long. No preseason, no OTAs, no no real training camps. It's you can excuse that, and then you get injury Armageddon in week two. That sees Nick Bosa, our best defensive lineman, go down. And our starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, go down with a high ankle sprain. Then we bring him back, and he gets hurt again. And at that point, it's just like, where do you go from there? What went wrong? Yeah, I mean, everything went wrong. It's just, I mean, it's only so much you can handle. You know, losing your starting quarterback isn't one of them. I mean, Nick hasn't been terrible, but, you know, he's not the best. He's not the best. Obviously, you have to kind of, like, I don't know if Shanahan can call the uh, the game plan he wants to with Nick Mullins out there because, you know, just worried about him turning the ball over. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'd be more comfortable with Jimmy out there, even though sometimes it doesn't look like it. I mean, I'm sure he's more comfortable with Jimmy out there. So, uh, I mean, just as a whole. And then continuity, you know, Nick didn't get all the, uh, you know, first-team reps in the offseason. He didn't get all of those. Jimmy got all of those. Not to count that it was a shortened offseason because of everything that happened with the COVID and everything. So, it's just – I mean, everything that – could go wrong, you know, did go wrong this season for the Niners, and that's is leading. I mean, they're still they're still in it, they're still in it. Um, yeah, before we get too far into this, let me go ahead and put these up now. Um, follow on Twitter and IG at Facebook 4 Pod podcast is available on uh, most to if not all of the major uh podcast platforms. And then I'm gonna have this little ticker on here for people watching the live show showing the Niners in Washington record. And the Niners are actually favored in this game. Uh, by three, which I think that three comes automatically because they're the home team, so they get an automatic minus three. So it's almost basically even. Is what the spread's saying. Um, it can, but uh, I personally feel like the Niners are underdogs in this game because of one yeah. matchup: the offensive line against the Washington defensive line. Because that defensive line oh, is something serious. <laughs> it's basically what our line was last year. Once the first round talent, except it's know, not. It's not as potent, but it has a potential to be. And yeah. I think. I think you give that defensive line another year or two of continuity of like the same guys, the same system. Like that is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I mean, they're starting to hit their stride. They're starting to really get after quarterbacks. And that's why 
They've been, they've won like four of the last six games. That's why they've been able to do so because, um, you know, because they that D line has been you know clicking, and they're starting to get the on the same page. Is, and they're starting to is really. Is anything he's still a joke? Well, the Giants of all teams lead the division, so. <laughs> and they, but they but they beat the Seahawks. <laughs> well, they beat the Seahawks. So what? The, what does that make the Seahawks? You know, I I don't know. It's it's a mess. It's it's a weird. <laughs> it's just a weird season. It's a weird season that uh. Might have some more twists and turns before it ends. So I mean, I think Nana should be underdogs in this game. I know they're favored, but I don't. In my mind, they're not favored. I'm, I think we're we have our work cut out for us because the right side of the O line, led by uh, Mike McGlinchey and whoever they put at right guard, because they've been flip flopping, flip flopping with a uh, you know, um, what was his name, Tom Thompson and uh, McKivitz. Yeah. And Com- Tom Compton just went on IR recently, meaning we're going to yeah, see so it's going to be a lot McKivitz. more of the rookie McKivitts. Yep, we're going to see a lot more McKivitts, which may or may not, you know, t- you know, farewell against a, a, a loaded defensive line like Washington has with five first-rounders where they got Kerrigan, they've got um, Payne, they've got uh, Sweat, they obviously Young, and then Jonathan Allen. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a handful. But it isn't just talented, but it's also deep. And yeah, that's like, what's scariest is because it's like – I mean, our front four was one of, is was probably the best front four in all of football last year, but our depth was so mediocre that when we started having guys to go down, you saw an immediate drop off in play, mostly because our depth was so bad. Yep. That they weren't able to replicate the same level of play as the starters. I'm not you're not supposed to expect your depth to actually replicate the performance of your starters, but it's like you got at least like the depth actually has to show something. Yeah, Washington has has that. Um. The linebackers aren't great, so we can like stress the field. I think we can we can beat them there. But if we're getting into a situation where we're forced to pass, I guess we just jump into the O line against the D line. That's gonna be the biggest story of really it's the biggest story of any football game, but especially this week because of the line we're going up against. And the right side of the offensive line for the Niners has been struggling mightily, led led by the one and only, the great, the fan favorite right tackle of the Niners. <laughs> Mike McGlinchey, the man who seems to get pancaked at least once per game this season, by a defensive um, back of all of all people. I second believe he got pancaked by DJ Reed of all people. Oh wait, so, back in week eight. Yeah, the one that Jimmy got hurt. Like, uh, I don't know. Wait, Not, did he actually get pancaked by DJ yeah, Reed? He, he got he got ran over by DJ Reed somehow. Oh we won't, we won't discuss my. Any further. Yeah. <laughs> we won't discuss it any further. But um. Yeah, it's probably gonna be a lot of heavy, you know, heavy protection over on the right, right hand side. It's gonna be a lot of keeping the backs in the uh, in the backfield to help give Mullins an extra second or two uh, here or there. But obviously, this is the game where you don't want to pass a lot. You definitely don't want to pass a lot. You want to get the running game going. You want to try to get um, Wilson and Moster going. Hopefully, Coleman could have a better opportunity this game. I don't think last game it's really his fault because every time he got the ball, there was like five defenders in his face, which was only twice. He only got two carries. But yeah, like. Every time he got the ball, there were like three Bills defenders in his face on his two carries because I you can miss the block, and then the right side got blown up um, on one of the plays in the goal line. So O line has. If I had to- a dime for every single time that Tevin Coleman got the ball, he was completely stuffed in the backfield because the offensive line couldn't stop a nosebleed. I would have two dimes. It's not a lot, but it's just weird that it happened twice. <laughs> On both of his carries, unfortunate. Um, 
but yeah, like it's it's gonna be about the running game. If we, if if the running game is able to kind of hold the defensive line at bay, if they're able to stretch the field, they're good. The game plan I expect to look a lot like how it looked against the Rams and how it looked against the the Patriots. They're gonna try to stretch the field, you know, going sideline to sideline using you know Wilson and Mostert and getting screens to Debo and you know sh- you know quick passes to IU kind of like slants and stuff like that. It's not gonna be anything deep. They're not gonna try to f- unless it's a play action and they actually get the time to do that. I doubt they do it often. It's going to be a very conservative game plan. It's going to be a lot of runs, going to be a lot of screens. And if they can't get that to work, I mean, I think the offense has no shot. I mean, this defensive line is just going to harass this Niners offensive line, especially the right side. It's, it's, yeah. going, to be, it's going to be rough. Yeah. And I feel like this might end up being one of those games where the 49ers fans will actually start to miss Jimmy Garoppolo most because if you, rem- if you go back to, like, last season – a lot of like our our offensive line last year was 26 as a pass blocking unit, one of the worst in all of football last year. Yeah, it wasn't great last year either. Yeah, so and the thing is, you can't really expect to get the ball downfield if your if your quarterback has, barely has any time in the pocket. And with a guy like Jimmy, who can who probably has the quickest release in all of football right now, he gets the ball out at least to somebody somehow. Mullins is not the type of guy who can actually get that type of ball out that quickly. And if he does, it's usually a duck. Yeah, that uh, is a good point. I think Grablos, his ability to throw the ball, and I think, you know, this year he hasn't felt comfortable because of the angle, so he hasn't, you know, yeah. been able to, like, let it rip. Because we see him kind of like, you know, we all know the Grant Clipper. He's just like, you know, doing that with the ball, just patting the ball. But normally, like, he's quick for his release. He's able to make up for not having that much time to throw it. So yeah, not having that well, you know, has made the pass the pass protection look worse because there's no one to, you know, help the line out by getting the ball out. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point by you. Yeah, so but I think I think the but the, I think the most important part is the 49ers are gonna try and keep it to first and second down. And if it and if worse comes to worse, third and five or less. Has to be. If it's third and six or more. You might as well pump the football because you are not converting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd rather than just like do Wildcat with Jet McKinnon on a third and long. It's <laughs> like I don't want like because Mullins already has a turnover problem. He's going to give you like one or two a game. So just trying to limit you know the, the times that he might have a chance to do that is going to be crucial in this game because if yeah if this defensive line has a chance to pin their ears back and really just uh, you know attack the quarterback without having to worry about you know a run uh, Mullins is going to get killed and he's, he's going to turn the ball over a lot he's going to try to make something happen because that's what he tries to do he doesn't like to take sacks he'll try to you know extend a play or throw something out there to try to get the ball away and he'll turn it over so yeah like you said it has to be if you get to third down it's got to be third and medium and at the most and preferably third and short so that we can keep the playbook open. You have all your options. You can still run the ball. You can still run the screen. You can still, you know, you can still maybe play action deep and catch them by surprise. At least you have your whole playbook open. If they can't do that, then it's going to be, it's going to be a rough game for the offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but one thing I want to see is if they'll actually incorporate a lot more jet sweeps, which we were expecting last week. And I think we, we kept selling them fake the jet sweep, but we never actually saw one ran. Yeah, I, they needed to just like stop teasing it. Like, just give Debo the ball. Just give Either Debo D- the ball. Like, just like just get just just make sure the ball is not in Mullins's hands for more than like two seconds. Either have I him hand it off, 
either have him handed off or just jet sweep it either Debo or Ayuk. Like, nothing else. Yeah, it's just simple stuff. That, just get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. That's all I want oh, from yeah. this game. Just get, the, get, in, get it into their hands any way you can. And just don't make Mullen sit back there for more than two seconds. Because if he has to sit back there for more than two seconds to throw the ball, it may get very ugly. Now, obviously, I could be wrong. Because normally when there's times I don't feel good about the team winning the game, you normally win. But but this is the time where I don't think that's the case. I think the defensive line is going to cause the uh, Niners offense a lot of problems. that They can't, like, it's like a talent difference. Sometimes you just, like, your scheme just can't make up for the lack of talent you have. And just in this matchup, not having Garoppolo and – and most are still banged up, so he's not his, you know, his, himself right now. Wilson isn't like he's not an edge to edge runner. He's more of an up the gut kind of guy. Coleman hasn't been good this season. Um, Jet McKinnon hasn't been great this season. The running game, I mean, the running game isn't doing the best right now. The best thing we have going is Debo and Ayuk. That's the best thing we have going, and they're both receivers. So unless it's a screen pass, you have to find a way to get enough time to throw in the ball. And yeah, speaking, of, speaking of Debo, it, I, I I saw this stat somewhere, and it was, it's so weird to me that he has more yards after catch than he has receiving yards. Yeah, like it's because everything he catches behind the line, is the line of scrimmage, like all yeah. the screens and all the the touch passes, he's getting a lot of stuff behind the line. He's basically playing running back this season, but just out on the edge. Yeah, that's pretty much what he's doing this season. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of anno- it's kind of annoying that we can't really like, get the ball to him in space down the field, but. But, like, with a situation where you don't have your starting quarterback, your offensive line is in shambles, and your running game is completely inefficient, and your best running back is your wide receiver, there's only so much you can do. That's just how the season's been. That's just how it's been, you know. Your your best running back is your wide receiver, who's only played six games this season. So, uh, moving on to the, the defense – I think the def- it wasn't good last week. Obviously, against the Bills, they got they got shredded by Josh Allen, like absolutely shredded. Like they only, like the one time they stopped them, it was because they went for it on fourth down, you know, fourth and goal at the at what the one. Yeah. So that was the only time it really stopped him, and then and they put it in the fourth quarter. But that like it's the fourth quarter, like that's game's already over by then. Like it was probably garbage time. Yeah, it, it definitely was garbage time, but. In this game, you know, the Washington offense, obviously now they don't have Antonio Gibson, which is their number one, their rookie running back who's been a star this season. They don't have him. It's going to be um, Peyton Barber, who's not going to scare anybody, and McKissick, who is more of a, like, receiving back. Obviously, they have Terry McLaurin on the outside. You have to worry about Alex Smith. Is, you know, he's not coming back to San Francisco because, you know, Santa Clara is like, you know what? No football is going to be played here in this state. You guys go somewhere else. Now we're in Arizona, so there's no uh, return to California for Alex Smith. But actually, he already, actually already had that. He actually already had. He did it. have it in 2014 he, with the Chiefs. Yeah, with the Chiefs. But he won't get a revenge part two. I guess we can say that. Yeah. But he still plays the red and gold. Uh, Smith somehow has survived, uh, almost losing his leg, and is now playing good football again. Which is like this: that man's comeback player of the year, like automatically. Yeah, like, automatically. Like, like dude, like dude, nearly died, and yeah, now he's he, playing football. At the Nearly highest died, level in the world, leg, like all, yeah, and now he's now he's leading. And he has Washington in a position to win the division. Washington, albeit not an impressive division, but he still can win the division, so that still counts. Yeah, it's uh, and he didn't even start to start the year; like, he was a third quarterback to come in, and now oh, yeah. it's funny because they were good before he got hurt. Like they were what they're like seven and three or seven and four the season. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like they were, yeah, they're like six and four. Yeah, it was something they were. I think they're almost winning the division, almost. And then he gets hurt. And now he's back, and now they're winning again. So yeah. I mean, Smith, Smith, 
has turned into a winner. You know, maybe he hasn't put up the most impressive stats, but he can get the job done. Like we saw in the Pittsburgh game. I don't know how many, how many people watched it because it was like it wasn't like nationally broadcasted. There's only like certain areas. But yeah, Smith was very clutch in that game. They were down 14 nothing, and then he started leading some very crucial drives. So he still has that clutch gene in him. He can still make plays, you know, when you need him to. So I mean, but yeah, I, I think mean, the offense plays like, more into But now defense. but now Niners fans are like, oh, we should have kept him, but it's like he never showed any of this while he was in San Francisco. He yeah, really started showing in, all this off when he went to Kansas City. Yeah, we got Andrew Reed, one of the best play callers in NFL history. You know, that'll do it, that'll do it for you. That's why Pat Mahomes looks so great because he has such a great play, uh, play caller calling plays for him. Um, not that Pat Mahomes isn't good. Pat Mahomes is great, but you know, yeah, it helps no, have like him. his his talent, his talent is something else, but it's just yeah. Andy, Andy just knows how to bring the best out of quarterbacks, and once quarterbacks leave Andy Reid, they're still be able to be successful elsewhere. Yeah. Like, well, this I isn't think... like Bill Belichick where you'll see quarterbacks work with Belichick and they'll succeed, then they leave, then they suck. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens quite a bit for uh, a Belichick, you know, give him Yeah, Belichick score. QBs, I mean – I mean, I don't want to put the nail in the coffin immediately for Tom Brady. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, yes, he's 43, but at the same time, he does not look that good. I mean, he got off to a hot start early, but I think the offense got figured out and they realized, like, if you can if you can get to Tom and get pressure, they can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe Tom's just old, you know, maybe he's just getting tired already, you know? Oh, is yeah. It, I mean, he's I mean, he's 43. Yeah, taking hits and, you know, the body's just not feeling too great. And, I mean, he's old. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, I but mean – and I mean a lot of the and a lot of the fan base wants to wants to um wants to like proclaim Jimmy Garoppolo failure too. I mean, here's the thing. I'm not gonna get into that yet because if you're on 49ers Twitter, that's basically what everybody's been talking about since what, like week eight since he went down. Out, I mean, before that, some of the people were done after week one. Some some were like <laughs> week one like, yeah, I get Jimmy out of here. Like I, I wasn't like that early, but like around like Around like week five, week six, and it was at, I think it was a Dolphins game, which you know he was real. Where, hurt. where he came back and then he got injured again. Um, I don't think I think I think he got bent at halftime. I don't think he reacted. I think this this ankle was bothering him a lot, a whole lot, and so they pulled him. But yeah, after like I think it was that game, I was like, shit, maybe Jimmy, maybe we can do better, you know. But some people were like that, like after week one, after the Cardinals game. Yeah, I'm just like, wait. <laughs> I was like, wait, guys, it's week one. Maybe he's just a slow starter, you know, but. Jimmy's, you know, yeah, I mean, Jimmy's, Jimmy's not bad. He's 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 started. He's a starting quarterback in this league. Oh it's yeah. Just, you know, it's just we. I mean, we can't do better. You can't. I mean, we've been lying if you said we couldn't. But yeah, you can do better. I mean, literally, if you do not have a quarterback named Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson, you, you can, can do, do better. better. Yeah. And it's like, but at the same time, it's like you also have to be realistic about how you can do better and what's gonna what's it gonna cost you in the long run. Yeah, we can hop, we can jump into the Jimmy thing after we get done with the yeah. Washington you know, yeah. coverage. But speaking yeah. of the Washington offense, it's like I think our defense, obviously not looking good last week. I think this offense of Washington leads more into, you know, what our defense is good at. You know, playing aggressive, being able to jump, you know, onto things and not having to worry about the deep ball because we won't get that much with Smith throwing the ball. He's not going to challenge the defense deep often. So Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner should have a chance to really, you know, run sideline to sideline and attack these receivers and attack these backs. Um, and be able to use their speed and just like you know sniff out plays and get you know and limit their offense in, the, in a pretty good fashion. I think we, we see a we see a, a pretty good bounce back game for the defense this week because the offense kind of plays into what their defense is what our defense is good at this year. 
I mean, my my real question is, who is playing opposite of? Well, not not who's playing opposite of, but who's playing in the slot? Yeah, that would be the question. That'll I mean, here's the question. Shermer and Fred had a down game, but they've been solid all season. Like that was just that, that was just a bad game. That was just a bad game for the defense. That was probably our worst defensive performance. But yeah, we didn't stop anything. Because objectively, like I, I, here's the thing. Yes, we had the Seattle game. Yes, we had the Miami game. But for but like this was just a failure at all levels against Buffalo. Um, our linebackers weren't making tackles well. Our defensive line wasn't getting any pressure. I mean, yes, Buffalo has an excellent offensive line. Yes, Josh Allen's mobile. But at the same time, it's like you got to somehow get something. I think what's what's happening. The two things, the two games we're going to see like last week and this week is going to be like what we saw with Green Bay and New Orleans. In Green Bay, we were god-awful. We couldn't stop anything. And then New Orleans, we were giving the offense a shot. I think this Washington game will be like the same thing. You know, Buffalo, we, you know, got awful. But this week, we'll give our offense a pretty good shot because I think we'll get stops pretty consistently because this def- this offense of Washington isn't that great. I think they're ranked, they're ranked like 26 in the league in, uh, in yards per game. So they're not really, you know, they're not explosive in, in that regard. So our, our defense would give our offense chances. It's just about can the offense can they capitalize on them? Yeah. But the defense. But what I'm also concerned about is, like, yes, this this Washington team doesn't score in bunches, but we hang with a lot of teams, and then we let we let we let them score again, and then we screw up on offense, and then the floodgates are open, and we get we get completely blown out the water. Does this Washington team have the potential to latch onto a single break and then be able to blow this 49ers team out the water? My answer is probably not, but I'm but I'm not going to rule it out. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I think this defensive line for the Niners hasn't been terrible this season. It's just that whenever we play mobile quarterbacks, we don't have both and four on the edge to keep them contained. So whenever yeah. – Quarterbacks able to get us out of the pocket, they're able to trade our secondary. I don't think Smith can do that to the level that I obviously Allen did last week. We won't see that this week. Smith, I mean, he can extend plays, yeah, a little bit, but not to the extent, you know, that Allen was doing last week. So, I mean, I think our defensive line will play much better. They'll be able to contain Smith in the pocket much better than they were able to do with Allen. And that, you know, in turn will help our secondary and give our offense more shots to to really get it, to get it going and not be out of the game before it even starts. Yeah. So, yeah, the defense, I mean, it's going to be about the offense is trying to find a way to deal with that defensive line. The running game has to be has to be stellar, and they got to do it with a banged-up mustard. Um, Jeff Wilson is probably your healthiest, best back that you have available, and as far as the healthy ones. And then Coleman, we haven't, we don't know what to expect from him. McKinnon hasn't been great. I don't think I want him even back next year. I don't think he's – I mean, it's not just being back, but – I think he's done, and – I'm pretty sure we like, we we, we um, restructured his contract so we don't owe him any more money and we can cut him without literal without any losses. Yeah, like I, just... I'm pretty sure we restructured his contract. Um, like if you can fact check me, that'd be great. Hang on, uh, I'm pretty sure we restructured it. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I don't know all the contract details. I'll probably get it together when the offseason comes around, so I know who maybe stick around and who won't. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we yeah we reduced his contract back in uh, March of this season. I don't want uh, him back. I mean, it's nice to see McKinnon back from the knee injuries, but he's he's not he's nowhere near what we thought. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We restructured it, so 
I think we can I think we can let him go this after this season without any losses. So that's one. Which is probably why they did this because you know you know it's no shot at McKinnon. You know I know he's out there. He's doing what he can, but. You know, two two knee injuries. You know, trying to get that cleaned up for two two straight seasons. He doesn't. He's not the same. He doesn't have the explosiveness that he used to have, and you know, the the change of direction, the agility that he had that made Shanahan want him in the first place. Like the injuries really ruin position. You know, players at positions that need that require a lot of cutting. You know, a lot of you know, change of direction. Like it's it's tough to come back from. Not everyone comes back the same. So. I mean, we see, you know, McKinnon hasn't come back the same at all. He's a lot slower. You know, he seems doesn't have the burst that we kind of expected. He has a lot of touchdowns. I think he has like five rushing touchdowns and like I think a two, one or two receiving touchdowns. He has a lot of touchdowns out for the backs, at least in that department. But, I mean, overall, it's just it hasn't been like him getting the ball. It's like, oh, shit, that's not going nowhere. Yes. <laughs> like, like it's literally it's either a two-yard loss or like a three-yard gain. And yeah, like, that's I, it. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been good. He won't be – I don't think he'll be back. But yeah, no. it's going to be on Wilson. Wilson, I mean, Mostert, he's going to get, like, what, maybe, like, 10 carries, 10, 11 carries. He's going to be limited because his ankle was so bothering him, he said. So Wilson will probably get the majority of the carries. And if Wilson struggles, then it'll probably be – I don't know how many, how many carries Coleman will get because it, it comes to the practice thing. I think Shanahan said, like, Debo's only had, like, six practices this week. I mean, I mean, Coleman has even less. So in terms of, like, their – they're you know they're conditioning and they're in their shape you know they're you know they're the shape that they're in they aren't built to like play more than like you know limited snaps oh, so yeah. it's, from that standpoint it's rough too so you got a banged up most here wilson wilson right now is your healthiest back and coleman you know he hasn't practiced much he's not going to be in the best shape to really go more than like what four or five carries and then mckinnon hasn't been that great this season even out of the backfield was supposed to be his specialty as like a receiving back he hasn't really made much of a presence. So, like, he didn't want to come down to the passing game, but, I mean, the running game is, is also a little hindered. So, I mean, I mean, I know we're making this sound impossible. <laughs> like, we're making it seem like it's going to be – Yeah. Like, there's just no shot. And that's not the case because, you know, there's a certain someone called Kyle Shanahan calling the plays. I'm sure he's got some kind of plan for, for how to deal with this offense. It's going to be about execution. But – can the players who are going to be out there on Sunday execute at a high enough level to, you know, combat this Washington defensive line? I don't know if they can, especially not the right side of the line. McKivis is a rookie who hasn't played much this year, and McGlinchey has been flat out bad this season in pass protection. Yeah. So it's just for the offense, it's going to be it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like it's like you said, it's going to, it's going to be rough for the offense, and honestly, on paper, this looks like it's going to be a game, it's going to be a battle of attrition on both sides. So I think the only way we have a shot at this game is if we, by some miracle, end up scoring like 20 points in the first half. And that's it. Because this team is not going to be able to hang with this football team for 60, sec- 60 minutes because of that defensive line and the fact that our offensive line can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, I guess the defense will have to get turnovers. But then again, they're playing Alex Smith, who doesn't turn the ball over that much. Like, he's very – Careful with the football when he when he's passing. So and we know that because we just call him like you know the check down king. He's checked everything down. Yep, check down Smith. Yep, but he doesn't turn it over. So you know defense is going to be they may get three and outs, but we won't get any good field position because they'll be punting. So yeah. I mean, so just, literally this like this entire game is going to come down to which defense gets which offense in more third and long situations because I think we can both agree that. 
both defense, both offenses are not converting on third and long. Yeah, I don't think so, no. Because on one hand, we have Nick Mullins being Nick Mullins and just not really being able to execute. And then you have Alex Smith, who doesn't really like to throw the ball downfield, but he, but he also doesn't turn the ball over. So it's not like – so it's probably going to be like something like – it's going to be like third and eight, but they'll get like five, six yards out of it at most. Whereas for us, it'll be like third and eight, but it's like an incomplete pass or something. Yeah. Um, like it's just going to – like it's just gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a slugfest. That's all I'm gonna I say. I think it'll be a low scoring game. It's gonna be like a I feel like this game's gonna be like a 20 to like 14, 20 to 17 yeah. kind of game. Like whoever yeah. can score 20 will win this game. Yeah, but but it's not gonna be like last year's slugfest that was caused by a monsoon. This is yeah, just not a slugfest that. because both offenses suck. <laughs> yeah, both offenses are well, it's because the Washington the offense doesn't suck for San Francisco. It's more so the the line they're going to play against, and it's like a bad matchup because the right side is just going to get like completely, you know, harassed all all Sunday long. But I mean, for the Washington offense, it plays into our defense. So I mean, this in that standpoint, our defense defense will look pretty good again on on Sunday. So it, yeah, it'll, it'll be whoever can find a way to score can score more than more than twice. Will probably win the game, and I, I'm more conf- I'm more confident in Washington be able to do that than us because of the right side of our line and and Mullins turned the ball over. Like Washington's going to get an extra possession or two in this game, yeah, and we probably won't because they probably won't turn the ball over unless it's like a fumble. I don't see like Smith throwing picks. So yeah, just from that standpoint, I, I mean, odds not in our favor. Odds not in our favor for this game. Uh, I think I have one of my questions here, like uh, on a on a scale of one to ten, how likely is it the Niners win this game? I said on the Talking Niners show I did last night with uh, Jordan Sam, I said like a two point seven. I got like a two point seven, and my two point seven is because Shanahan's coaching. That's the only reason I, I put a two point seven. Like, honestly, this is a Washington team that is riding high. They've they've been on an absolute tear. I mean, hang on, like how many games have they won in a row? Like three. Maybe four? I don't know. Something like that? Three. Like, they've won three in a row, and their last win being a absolute giant slayer in taking down the final undefeated of 2020. Yeah. I mean, part of me wants to believe in the law of averages and say that they're going to crash down to earth and somehow underperform and we luck into a win. But part of me also says, okay, this team has proven that they can take down anybody. They have a defensive line that matches up far too well against our offensive line. Like, we're either sneaking out of here with a win or we're getting absolutely smacked. And I don't see an absolute – and I don't and I don't see if any in between. But, uh, yeah, so I'd probably say, like, a three. Like, yeah. that's, that's mostly just Shanahan and, and Luck. Like, yep, like Shanahan just, and just the fight of this team. That's yeah. That's my two point seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at that point, credit to Kyle Shanahan for all the injuries that this team has had. The fact that this team had to move stadiums. We're homeless. And, and we're still homeless has not lost, and he has not lost the locker room. He has not lost the team. He has not lost the ownership. He has not lost anybody. Like this team is one hundred percent committed, and this this team is one hundred percent trying to win. Like that. Like this team has what twenty plus players in the IR. Like what other team has ever had twenty plus players in the IR? Like we're missing almost half our roster to injuries. It's 
And we're still somehow in the we're still somehow in the hunt for the playoffs. Yeah, and we're still in the hunt for the playoffs. Like if they find one to win out, they can still get in. So yeah, yeah. I mean, now, we need some help, obviously. Like if yeah. we need some help, obviously, but there's still a chance. I mean, as long until we're until we're actually eliminated, we're not eliminated. Yeah, I said. I tweeted out like I think it was last week. I was like, until the Niners are eliminated, I'll keep on, you know, hoping that we find a way to get into the playoffs. <laughs> find a way to get back to Garoppolo and Kittle and get ourselves like I guess the best shot we'll even have at even trying to get back to the Super Bowl this year. Um obviously it's not likely, but until this team is eliminated, I'll cause every time I say, Yeah, yeah, the season's over, we're done, and then we then we win. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, maybe, maybe it's not done yet. Then we'll lose and be like, oh shit, you know, it's over, it's done. And then we'll win again. It's like, oh shit, maybe it's not done yet. So I was just gonna, you know, it's not done yet. It's not done till it's done. That's the mindset I'll have. Exactly. Like yeah. we can't count this team out, but 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 let's be frank here, it is not looking good. We have a we have a tough we have a tough um like you have a tough um stretch final of finals four games. Except for the Cowboys. We have but. the football team, we have the football team on Sunday, a high flying football team at that. Yeah. We have the Cowboys, which is basically our only reprieve. But does that even count? Because let's be honest, this team also has a very bad habit of playing down to its competition. Yeah, we can still lose to the Cowboys. <laughs> and then we have the Cardinals, who are free-falling, but it's a mobile quarterback in Kyler Murray. And then we have the Seahawks. Yeah, who are, I don't think we're... Like, you know, let's be frank here. It's not looking good. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, but, we, should, we shouldn't be favored in any game, but the Cowboy game most likely the rest of the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. Obviously, not. we're favored. We're favored or in somehow, this game this week, but I don't. If I don't we know. are somehow favored in any game other than the Cowboys game, I will be shocked because we should not I, be. I'll just be like, they're trying to voodoo us. They just want us to lose. That's all it is. They, <laughs> they, they favor us because they want us to lose. That's why I did in the Buffalo game. I was like, there's no way they think we're bar- we're better than Buffalo. There's no way they think we're actually beating Buffalo. Yeah. But. They did, and they were wrong. So, yeah, scale of 1 to 10, 2.7. I guess that leads into the, the next topic, which is like, you know, you know, what's the chances we get into the playoffs? Like, are, the, are they still a legitimate contender for a playoff spot? I mean, only because the, because the hunt said so. I mean, I guess based on, like, the team and where we're at and the schedule, I probably would lean towards no. But because they're still in the hunt, I'll just say yes. You know, there's still something to hold on to. There's still something to grab I mean, on to. It's just not. I mean, we're, I mean, we're still in the hunt, but I wouldn't say we're a legitimate playoff contender because we're facing we're facing the football team, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks for three of our last four games. Yeah. And I mean, we have that's we have a division leader, someone who's tied for a division lead, and then we have the Cardinals, who again have a mobile quarterback. Yes, they're free falling. Yes, yes. Basically, the whole thing about. Arizona's if you take with DeAndre Hopkins, Kyle Murray isn't doing anything. And yes, they would be 0-4 in their last four games if it wasn't for a Hail Mary. But at the same time, mobile quarterbacks, when they play us, somehow do well. I mean, we lost to the Eagles, guys. <laughs> we lost to the Eagles. Like, that, 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 yeah, you're good. That's, that, that tells you, we, like, when, and what's got Benz this week? Like, when's this going to play? Like, and we, we lost to that team. Back in week four, so that tells you like if if your quarterback can can move, you know, like outside of the pocket and extend, and extend plays, you give your team a good shot. Now, for some reason, golf isn't good at that because he lost twice um, to us. Golf played terrible in both of those games. I mean, golf isn't good against our defenses for some reason. I don't know what happened to him, but golf hasn't really been that good this season anyway. 
Yeah, he has been good. I mean, and it's crazy because they're like what, like eight and four, nine and four, eight and four, I think. Yeah, and mostly, yeah, yeah. and mostly, it's in spite of Jared Goff. Yeah, they're four because losses. Because let's be honest like, here, honest here, they had no business losing to us back in week twelve. Yeah, they should have won the game for sure. Like, hang on, like what was it like? Total seven turnovers for both yeah, teams. It was, it, was a, it was a sloppy game, very sloppy game. And somehow the Rams still somehow lost after having us turn the ball over three times. And like, we, like, we weren't really like we weren't really that great offensively in that game at all. Like, our defense played uncharacteristic. You know, they played very very well. You know, considering where we're at right now with our you know with our depth and our talent. It's, it was uh, it was un, you know it's a divisional game. It's the only way you can, you can talk it up to it. It was a divisional game. Yeah. Normally those go weird. So we owned the Rams the last two years. You know that's cool. You know beat LA. Uh, the you yeah. know fuck the Ramley. I don't even know. I even know it was a thing. Like, okay, that is the dumbest fan base nickname I've ever heard in my life. It's so basic. The Ramley, like but it's so dumb. I thought they like spawned out of nowhere. It's like this is actually a legit name. Like people actually like go by that. Like uh, people would say the faithful is bad. Like the rambling. Are you serious? But honestly, the faithful isn't bad. Like it's like it has its own charm to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the rambling does not. The rambling like, like, feels like here's the thing. The faithful is basic, but there's a certain charm to it. But then there's just the rambling. It's just like what? The Ramley. Thank God we beat those scrubs. Can't. Oh, we would not have heard the end of it from Ramley Twitter. Who literally like were in hiding until that week. They thought they were so confident they'd beat us. They just came out talking all kinds of shit. <laughs> and the Ramley got shut down because they want to talk all that. Like, I never see them on the timeline. All of a sudden, this Rams down this week. And all of a sudden, I see all kinds of people going out there, Ramley this, Ramley that. We're going to kick our ass or something. I'm like, what the hell? These people exist on Twitter. I know I've never even seen them on the, on the timeline. But like, hang on, hang on. Like, have you seen any Ramley tweet or any Ram Twitter tweet since that week? Like, have you seen I, any? I didn't see any before that week. I haven't seen any after that week. I only saw it during that week. <laughs> I don't even saw Rams fans on Twitter. I didn't make different. So, oh then, you know, it was it was ridiculous. But you know, back on track. Uh, what, what were we talking about? The playoffs. Uh, playoffs, and somehow the fact that we're still somehow in the hunt, even though we shouldn't be. But it's just—I mean, here's the thing. This here's the thing. Everybody was talking about the Buffalo game being our make-or-break game. Buffalo, the Buffalo game was basically the ending of our easiest way into the playoffs, which is just flat out winning out and getting in on record alone. Yeah, I mean, we, we can this is a game here. that, like, here's the thing, like, like, here's the thing, we can still win out from here, but we still need a bit of help. Whereas last time we could, we could win out and we just get it out right. Yeah. But no, we need some help now to, because not only, but here's the thing, if we lose here, it's done. We're just flat yeah, out done because it's just, yeah. we're eight lost team against Against two seven lost teams and then five five lost team and then a four lost team, it's like no, that's not happening. And not only is it like Washington right now is below us in the standings in terms of the playoff race. If we lose this game, they're above us. So then getting past them, we'd have to have a better record than them because they own the tiebreaker. So yeah, that, they own the tiebreaker head to head. 
Yeah, if they beat us, they know they own tiebreaker, and we have to win more games than them to get to get over them. Not counting having to get over the Rams. I mean, not the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Vikings, and the Bears, and the Lions, and all those teams. So, yeah, yeah losing this game essentially ends it. It's, so it's, it's effectively the dagger. Yeah, some people said it wasn't a must win because mathematically there's still a shot in Niners getting get in even if they lose this game. But I'm not, I'm not riding that train. I'm yeah, not, I'm no, not that bus. No, because like, here's the thing: we're, we're practically like here's the thing: if we lose this game, shut shut Jimmy and Kittle down. Yeah, like don't necessarily pack it in, but we know well we know the team's packing in because it's like you need so much to go your way. And I just don't see it happening because straight up, I don't think we we're beating any of the teams that we'd have to beat. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, the Cowboys. I can't even confidently say we beat the Cowboys. As bad as the Cowboys are, I can't confidently say to you right now we're winning that game because I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's a chance that Bat Mullen shows up, or maybe even Glinsky gets pancaked five times and turns into like three fumbles or something like that. Like it's just, or maybe the defense gets beat deep a couple of times because the off because the quarterback is extended the play. Like, yeah, we should we should be able to win that game against Dallas, but you know, it's, I can't say it's a lock. Not with this team, we're we're so off and on that I don't know what team's going to show up. Like, we may get like the like the team that played the Rams, or we may get the team that played the Packers. Like, you just which wasn't fair because we were missing a lot of players in that game. But I mean, this is kind of. Anyway, so positive thing. Let's go with Jason. The positive thing. Ayuk is very good at football. I love Ayuk. Let's go with something positive. Also, Debo is very good. Can't wait till those two are healthy and play a full season together. It's going to be fantastic. Fred Warner. Fred Warner should be in the defensive player of the year race if he isn't already. Yeah, he's not going to be because we know that. You know, no one ever wins anything yep. nice for the Niners, but he <laughs> should be in, in the conversation for sure. Somehow, uh, Shanahan didn't win Coach of the Year last year, and Grapple didn't, didn't win Comeback Player of the Year last year somehow. Yeah, because apparently coming back from Adam Gates is more impressive than tearing your knee. I guess so. I don't know. I mean, Adam Gates is pretty bad. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, covered zero on a on a on a hail mary. Covered zero with like what four seconds left, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's Gates is a bad coach, bad bad coach, and if he's still with the Jets next season, I. I might pray for Jets fans myself. Like, personally, I might just pray for them. I don't know how they do it. Like, we think we have it bad. The Jets have, like, never really been good. And if they have been good, it's only for, like, a season at a time. It's not consistent. Like, oh, God, I can't imagine being a Jets fan. I'm sorry, Jets fans, but I can't imagine being you. I couldn't do it. I mean, a good friend of mine is a Jets fan. He's just, and he was so happy when he thought the Jets were actually going to beat the Raiders. And then the Henry Ruggs play had happened. But here's the thing. He went to Bama. He went to Bama like I, like I am right now. So he's like, okay, Henry Ruggs scored the touchdown that beat us, but the Jets lost. So it's like, how do I feel? And I'm like, I don't know. How do you feel? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he might. He's supposed to fix all you guys' problems, even though he won't. <laughs> but he's supposed to fix all your problems. I. Damn. Imagine no, but it's like. I mean, here's the thing. We seriously should not be considering bringing Jimmy or Kittle back if we lose this game because we essentially will not have a shot at making the playoffs anymore. Unless, like, Shanahan is, like, is, you know, legitimately thinking about moving up on Garoppolo and he wants to see, like, two last games from him before he makes his decision. His decision That might be the only way. But Kittle, yeah, you definitely shut him down. Like, 
if if we lose this game, Kilo definitely he's he's like a friend. He's like one of the franchise players. Like he's one of the guys that are like crucial to the entire team. So yeah, if we lose this game, you shut him down for sure. But Garoppolo, let's say you know Shanahan is still trying to evaluate Garoppolo and see if he can make it work. You know, long term, maybe he makes him play the last two games to kind of see him two more times yeah. while he's while he's healthier this season. Yeah, timeline wise, in terms of an injury timeline, he should be coming back next week. Yeah, but they give him the extra time just in case. Yeah, because because uh, because um reports coming out saying like most are saying like Jimmy G is um dealing with something else that isn't just the ankle, and I mean. I think the chances are there that there might be some ligament damage, but I don't think it's severe enough to warrant actually to actually warrant surgery. It's also a point where it take you know you're in season, so to fix it, it would take too long to come back this season. So it's exactly opted not to get the surgery. In yeah, case you needed to come back. So yeah, so there, there's a lot going on. There's there's so many variables in play. So it's like, can you really evaluate a guy essentially playing on a bum ankle, even though he'd say he's healthy? Because let's be honest. Everybody says they're healthy even when they're not. And then, like, week one Garoppolo hasn't been good ever, except for back in back in New England, his first his first start. That was only that's only good week one Garoppolo we saw. Week one, you know, last year was not good for, for Garoppolo in the Buccaneer game. Week one, the year prior, the Viking game wasn't good for him. You know, it's he maybe he's not a good week one player. So maybe I mean you only saw one healthy game for Garoppolo, and that was his week one game where he's not, you know, with no with no preseason or anything like that. So, I mean, we since never got to see Garoppolo this year. Like, that's almost like, like how it feels. Like, like for the 49ers team as a whole, we usually start out pretty sluggish, and then we start picking it up as the season goes along. I mean, we saw that in 2018 almost. I mean, we really started to pick up steam late, late in that Chiefs game, and then, you know, that happened. Yeah. Ruins our quarterback. Yep. And then, I mean, it's like you saw sparks of, like, an actual offense here and there with Bethlehem Mullins, but it's, like, nothing sustainable. But it was there. You saw something that was running a bit well. Then 2019 happens. Bad week one. They started to get better and better, and then they hit full steam. And look where that led to. Look where that led to the Super Bowl. Yep. Like, this – like, I'm not sure if you're a big racing guy, but – this is not a NASCAR type team where it's just like plug and play, just go. Like this is like an F one type team where it's like you don't start on a cold engine. You gotta actually like warm that thing up because if you try to go on a cold engine, it's gonna it's gonna implode. And essentially, we have to go into the season on a on a practically a frozen engine because no no preseason, no off season, like no training camp, nothing. You're basically yeah. coming and saying, "Okay, yeah, you got to play." It's like, wait, how? Like, what? How are we actually expecting that to work? Not to not to mention the fact that you know we're talking about Shanahan and Salah, and like their their schemes require a lot of like cohesiveness. You got to be on the same page, yeah. Like, with all eleven players. Yeah. So the fact that they like week one, we saw it. You know, like Garoppolo wasn't in sync with his guys on offense, and the defense was having you know miscommunication in the secondary, which led to a couple of big plays that lost us that game. Like it was evident that the team you know wasn't. You know, they weren't ready. They weren't firing Russell on on all cylinders. Couldn't speak. It's hard to speak sometimes. Um, but you can tell like they weren't like cohesive. Like it was, they were still trying yeah. to figure out. You know, you know, to get the person. You know, figure out the personnel, figure out the scheme. You know, figuring out all the uh, responsibilities of each player. Like that stuff. So like because because of how complex the system is, that stuff you know takes time to really get get where you want it to go. So it's just yeah. like and the fact that we got hurt too 
in, in the beginning of the season, so the players that you relied on weren't even able to play. It's yeah, I mean, I mean like, early, like that Arizona game, our starting wide receivers were Trent Taylor, Kendrick Bourne, and, well, Shanahan's season isn't here, and he rebranded, but Dante Pettis. When you are starting Dante Pettis in 2020, something is horrendously wrong. He hasn't even played for the Giants yet either. <laughs> like he's been a healthy scratch all season for them. It's like, why'd you pick him up? Yeah, they picked him up just to like pick him up, I guess. <laughs> they don't want to use him. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I know Andrew is uh no reason doesn't yeah. feel the best about that. Oh well, you know. Dante, yep. I mean he blocked me, whatever. Fuck him. He's bad at football. <laughs> I don't care. He's not on the team anymore and you're blocking me, so whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, I mean, for the yeah, we don't we don't expect us to win. You know, it's a good chance we could lose this game, but we can yeah. win. I'm not saying it's possible. You know, we we definitely can win if Shanahan gets to his bag. Mullins has one of his better games. The run game, you know, performs well. The defense is outstanding. It's it's possible that scenario does exist, but the likeliness of it happening is like less than like twenty percent. Yeah, here's the thing: if we win. Cool. Like, hold on to your optimism, but do not expect a lot. Just to put this out there, just because we don't think we'll win doesn't mean we don't want to win. Okay, people? Like, yeah. just because we like, I know a lot of people on the timeline, if you say, like, yeah, we're going to lose this game, it's like, oh, you fake fan? It's like, what do you mean we're going to lose this game? You got this guy playing, this guy playing, this guy. Like, this guy's like, okay, listen, yeah, I understand all that, but we probably are not going to win this game. And it doesn't mean I don't want to win. I'm just saying from a standpoint of looking at everything, you know, statistically, yeah. looking at the film, it's looking at the circumstances. I don't think we're favored to win this game. We should be favored yeah. to win this game. I don't think we should. So, like, a loss won't surprise me. Like, a loss seems – like, it, it won't be disappointing. It won't be like, oh, shit, we lost this game. We should have won. Like, it's not that scenario. It's like, okay, we lost to a better team. That's so you know, quite frankly, they are the better team. Yeah, right now they are the better team. They're They're playing much better football than we are right now. And they are, you know, a lot healthier and a lot more talented than we are right now. So the only thing that gives us a shot is the fact that Shanahan is our coach. He might have a great game plan for this defensive line. But for please, for the love of God, actually remember that Debo is a wide receiver and actually let him run routes and actually put the ball in his hands and do not forget to do so until the fourth quarter when the game is done. Please and thank you. Uh, I do want to see Debo run routes like last year. Like last year, Debo, like – They've turned him into a running back this year. And like it's, it's cool and all, but like he's But I a feel like yeah, but I feel like it was mostly because of circumstances, really, because it's like our running game is absolute garbage and yeah. our quarterback can't our quarterback couldn't throw. And our O line can't protect for more than like a, a second and a half. So And that's mostly just Trent Williams and Lakin Tomlinson. And Lakin Tomlinson is still a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. It's just yeah, like our, the great, left side of our yeah. offensive line is the only reason why this offensive line is not ranked 32nd in the NFL. God, I see. If I'm Shanahan, I'm running left the entire game. <laughs> like, I'm running I'm, I'm running heavy left. Then. Like, I'm putting Juice over there. I'm putting Dwelly over there. I'm putting uh, Warner over there. And we're just running left the entire game. And then I'll, I'll play action right. That will be my game plan. <laughs> it might be predictable, like- but that's our best bet. It's literally the only shot we have. 
Yeah, run left. Because the right side of that offensive line is just so bad because we don't have a proper center. Um, McKivitz is unproven. Mike McGlinchey is a turnstile who plays with too high of a pad level. I mean, yes, I get it. Dude, six, like, he's going to play naturally high. But it's like, he practically is upright. I think he's the only on lineman getting tossed around, like, every week. Like, every week he's on his ass at some point in the game. It's ridiculous. Especially by defensive backs. Like, that's that's what irks me. It's like, you are a six foot eight offensive lineman, and you are getting your ass handed to you by a guy who is nearly a foot shorter than you and is quite a few pounds lighter. You should not be getting put on your ass by that type of guy. I need him to get with Joe in the offseason. And it's been his entire offseason with Joe. And to fix up techniques, fix up everything. Like, like Mike, just like, I know you enjoy a boys. So go ahead and hit up Joe. Go ahead and, and start getting, getting it planned out. Spend your entire offseason with Joe. Get, get your technique right because you're going to be here next year. And I don't want to see this again. <laughs> so please get with Joe. Fix this. We're tired of seeing you on your ass all the time. All yep. right. We used a nice pick on you in the first round in 2018. We need you to look like a top 10 pick right tackle. Okay. He's like supposed to be one of the best in the league right now, but he's nowhere near it. So like he like he was solid his rookie year, obviously had the rookie growing pins here and there. He really came into his own last season, and then he comes in in 2020, much more leaned out, and dude's just getting put on his ass every game. It's like I mean, yeah, I get it. You play with a naturally high a high pad level. You're tall. Like that makes sense. But first of all, don't be upright. Second of all, put some more muscle back on your frame, for the love of God. I like my question is like what offensive lineman has ever like tried to lean out like while they're playing football? No, like no, no, they've no, never no, tried no. To- like a lot, like a lot try to do that, but they mostly they just like try to cut some excessive weight to try and like optimize and maximize their muscle. Yeah, but you know, like like they'll be leaner, but for the most, but like they'll be leaner, like they'll look a bit leaner, like like they won't look like your traditional offensive um tackle, but they will look stronger and they will play stronger. Mike McGinley straight up just got skinnier. He didn't mean that. He just straight up got skinnier. Yeah, I I need you to have some body on you, make it hard to get around you. Like the guy looks like he can play tight end right now, which is not what you want. (laughs) I know. Like here's the thing. Yeah, I think I think um I'm not sure if this has been put on for our story, but our standard condition coach needs to be fired again. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, hey, hey, why not bring in Joe Stalian as a strength and conditioning coach? Okay, I actually would not be opposed just, to that. I'm not even just, gonna lie. It's just bad luck. I don't know. Like the the, the Niners and the injuries. I know it's like it's not just the Niners thing. It's other teams that have bad injuries too. But it's like but, we we're like we're hit the like we're hit with the worst of it. I mean, if you look at like man games lost this year, it's a lot. Like we're far and away leading the league. Like, I need to go find like 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 if you look up like man games lost on Twitter, I think there should be an account there, and it's like every week they'll put up a um graphic saying. Here's how many man games have been lost by each team. And if you look far into the right, you'll see the 49ers. And you'll see a huge bubble. The bubble indicates how many players are lost. And then it's just like how far away you are is how many games they've been they've been lost for. 
And you'll just see this just huge bubble all the way to the far right, and it's just ours. <laughs> all bar lonesome. All by ourselves. Only team that suffered this many injuries. I saw someone on YouTube comments, like, I think it was talking about like the Panthers, and they're like, man, the Panthers have had so many injuries. That's, I wonder if any other team has had that many injuries. I'm like, do we not exist? Like, does no one know that we have, like, half our team missing? Like, like people just don't care about us at all. Like, people just don't care for the Niners. Like, like we aren't – like, we, like, we are like, naturally it's hated. It's frustrating, honestly. But it feels like we are. Like, it feels like we are nationally hated. Like, everybody talks about how the Patriots and the Cowboys are hated. And then it's just like, dude, literally nobody wants to give us credit when it's due. It's literally just, oh, what went wrong for this team rather than what we did right. It is, yeah, no one gives us credit. No one pays test- no one pays any attention to us, or we just don't exist to people. Like that's just yeah. like that's no way how it goes. And I mean, it, if you want if you want like any further vindication of that, go back to last season, go back to the playoffs, go to the awards, go to the Super Bowl. Nobody gave us a shot in the Super Bowl. We came within five minutes of winning it, and that's all I'm gonna say. And then you had Kashan who took a team from four and twelve to thirteen three and a Super Bowl. He's not coach of the year. Jimmy Garoppolo comes back from tearing his knee up, goes 13-3, is the only quarterback to be top five in completion percentage, yards per attempt, and passing touchdowns. Passed over comeback play of the year from a guy who came back from Adam Gase. Are you telling me that tearing your ACL is not as bad as playing for Adam Gase? Also, it's like <laughs> when people call our games, like – they don't even know our players. Like sometimes they don't even like know like how many times have we seen a graphic like showing a player's name and it's not even that player. Like I think we like they showed they showed um McKinnon as Mostert recently. We saw like them show Bosa as Kittle before. Like it was like, do you even know the players on the team? I think in the Jets game they called like Kendrick Bourne, Kevin Bourne. And then they're calling No, they I think that calling, was the Giants game. I think that was the Giants game. Oh, the Giants game. It was one of those one of the New York games. And then they were calling like Hughes Chick, like I think it was like well like Justin Hughes check or something like that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, do people even know our roster? Yeah, they're getting every player for the Giants and Jets right. A team that's, that isn't as good as ours. Well, at, at the time, the Giants have now the same record as us. The Jets are terrible. But like they know those players better than they know our own players. And it's like we're a better team. Like we were supposed to be a contender this year. You should know the roster. But yeah, it's crazy. People don't even like we don't get any attention. We don't get any credit. We don't get any kind of respect. You know, respect at all it's crazy we could go undefeated 16 and 0 we're like the best season of all time people would be like oh, i don't know the 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 uh chicago bears might be able to beat them or something like 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 we get no credit whatsoever like people gave us no credit in the super bowl either like most people were just saying and if people were like picking us to win it's like oh yeah the run game and the defense and it's like well, yeah i know that's the best part you know of our team but people act like they don't even know anything about debo know anything about you know just like they, they just, oh my god, it like frustrates me. Because it's, like no it's like they picked the most like basic storylines for us because they don't know our team. Like that's that's just how it is. Like we like that's why we have to do so much as content creators. Like for Niners Twitter, like we have to be so vocal because no one else is going to do it. Like we get no respect from anybody else, so we have to do it ourselves. That's why we're so loud. Yeah, yeah. By the way, shout out to Niners Twitter. All of y'all are legends. It's like. Probably the best fan base Twitter on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Is that no. bias? Maybe. But 
But I'm telling y'all, just spend a few days on Niners Twitter, and you will see why it's probably, it's probably the best um, fan base Twitter on Twitter. Like, I don't see anybody doing And we are, we're probably single-handedly the reason why our team gets any credit in the first place. Yeah, uh, Niners social Niners social media as a whole is just like the goat of you know NFL uh, social media. Yeah, just because like I mean we got to bro, no one gives them any credit. Like the Chargers and like the Rams get more credit than we do, and they're in the same state as us. Like people just don't give like the Raiders get more credit than we do. Like the like the Raiders who used to be in Oakland now in Las Vegas, but like they got more love than we did. So it's just like what do they have against the Niners, bro? Maybe it came, maybe it came from the eighties and nineties. Maybe it's stuff that I don't understand. Cause I was born in two thousand. Maybe it's just maybe it's stuff from way back then. People were just like still salty about our dominance back then. I don't know. I mean, if that were the case, then how come everybody's not hating on the Cowboys? I mean, if anything, it feels like it feels like all the national attention to the Cowboys is like, oh, the Cowboys do this, oh, the Cowboys are doing that, and they're just praising them. It's like, like, I, like I swear, you would probably think Jerry Jones is the next best thing since sliced bread. If you, if you looked at any Dallas media coverage. I mean, I'm pretty sure Dallas fans probably hate the man's guts. And I mean, I don't think I don't think I know anybody who actually doesn't hate Jerry Jones. But it's like, if you look at the media and if you look at how they portray Dallas, you would think Jerry Jones is the great next best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Jerry Jones is a big problem in Dallas. <laughs> They'll never be good until he's gone. I believe that it'll never be good until he's gone. Jerry Jones is ruining the Cowboys for sure. All right. Um, before we, uh, you know, murmur for too long, we did everything we're supposed to do. We talked about the game. Yep. We're probably going to lose, but we still want to win. Probably going to lose, but we still want to win. That's just like anything, if, if we win, we're happy. If we lose, we're not surprised. However, I do not want to see this team roll over and die. Then I will be absolutely disappointed. Yeah, if we just get like like there's like no effort out there, like if we just go like full jets mode, and it's like it's just miserable. Like what the hell are we doing? Then that's why I'll be upset. But I don't think this team will. We'll fight. Yeah, but yeah. you might. You know, like as long as we don't look flat, as long as we don't roll over and die, I'm fine. Yeah. All right, that's it for me. Uh, for me and uh, and Rohis. I think one of these times we will get the full crew back. One of these times. It's been a long time since we had all four. Uh, this the, the name isn't doing, isn't isn't holding up too well right now. Faithful four, yeah, it's only like two or three most of the time. Well, it's the faithful square root of four right now. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll, I'll, I'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get this. We'll get everyone back together for uh, for episode. All right, that's it for me and Rohith. Um, the Arizona Niners against the uh, Washington Football Team. This is the game we all we all you know we're ready for. Uh, next, you know, starting the offseason. we're all. Such a heavyweight matchup. Jesus. We are in Arizona. We were literally homeless for like a few days. The only homeless football team in in NFL history. All right. I'm Kobe. That's Rohith on that that side over there. Uh, That's it from us. We'll see you guys in the next episode or live show or whatever the hell we end up doing. Uh, Have a good Sunday.